and welcome back to Dive Deep with Lavinia. It's your host, Lavinia. And welcome to another episode. Today we have our guest to this episode. You know, uh, I have a long list of guests and I was like, She's one of the guests that I have to bring on the show because we kind of have a special, you know, backstory about how we met and we're going to talk about it. But let's welcome the amazing Maria. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for the great intro. <laughs> I feel like a magician coming in. Welcome the amazing Maria. Thank you so much. Exactly. Um, if you don't know, actually, we currently is six twenty-two um, while we're recording, and we have just recorded um, an episode on Maria's podcast channel. You, you gotta say your podcast channel. Yay! <laughs> so basically, I have my podcast channel where I just recorded. Where we have been recording, I think since five, yeah, or four, four thirty, I think four ish. Yeah, I think it was like four thirty, and like it's six twenty two now. So we have been recording for like two hours. So my podcast is called "Kind of Funny" by Maria Shiketh. It's more on the lighter end, where I just talk about random stuff and like you know, I just yeah, it's just super random. And also, I just gossip about our school, and also I talk about. Honestly, it's so random. I don't even know what my rant. niche is. I'm so no, sorry. it's it, it's it's a perfect channel because you can rant on this channel and talk oh, all non-stop. kinds of stuff nonstop talk. Yeah, because you know sometimes for me, because if people know about my podcast, uh, it, it's more of like the deep side, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. mm, I really want to talk something like more, like a little bit more, not on the serious end. But Maria's amazing podcast is on the random side. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> the it, podcast it's all over the place. <laughs> um, but it's also the perfect place where you can hear all kinds of stuff. You know, just de-stress yourself. You know, sometimes you don't have to be so serious all the time. But well, as we talk about that, uh, we're gonna move on to today's episode. Um, as you see, every time from the title, um, our topic today is on ethnic ethnic minority survival skills oh my goodness you know when i was writing this uh topic i was like uh i don't know if i should talk about it it's like sensitive but i feel so stressed about it (laughs) um so actually i haven't so backstory about how me and maria met so we're from the same school but uh you're you're like three years younger than me Three years. Oh my god, I'm so young. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stop me. <laughs> uh, are you class of 2017? Huh? What? Are you class of 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, then yeah, there's a three years yeah. gap. So I think we met from debate though, right? Yeah, we met from debate. So me and Maria are uh we met from debate and um Basically, that's a little backstory about it. But I haven't actually asked you. So, as we said, ethnic minority. Um, Hong Kong is a very diverse place. Uh, there's a lot of ethnic minorities here. But I haven't actually 
asked you like where like where is your family originally from yeah okay so my father is actually from pakistan and my mother is from the uae uh which stands for united arab emirates a lot of people don't really know that it's a little tiny country with a really pretty city called dubai and yeah Mm. i'm from there yeah oh so when did you like when did you come to hong kong though no i was actually born here so uh yeah yeah i was born in hong kong but then uh I left Hong Kong when I was around 45 days old, 40 to 45 days old, because SARS broke out. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I I was just in Dubai for like, with my mom for about one to one and a half year. I came back, I think in 2003, like late 2003 or whatever, like the day that SARS was finished and then we just came back. Oh, so like, we're gonna like, start to get more deep into um how how you feel um as in hong kong because um personally i have experience um i have a few friends who are um from india that i've met before and um of course the first thing that they actually talked to me about was um how they feel about in hong kong um if you not know um hong kong always says that you know, we are a very diverse society and we are a very, you know, international base and very accepting. Of course, um, you know, sometimes, you know, discrimination happens to every place, but I kind of want to know, you know, more about how you feel um, as a my um, ethnic minority here in Hong Kong, because of course, um, I'm from, I'm born in Hong Kong, I'm from Hong Kong, and um, there are many situations that I couldn't understand, but that's why I really want to, like, know more about, like, how you feel about, you know, being in Hong Kong and being, you know, your your race. For me, uh, I didn't really face way too many problems. Like, if I'm not wearing any traditional outfits or if I'm not wearing, like, the hijab or what, like, whatnot, uh, when I'm going out, I don't really face any discrimination at all. And the major reason is because I look white. Like, I have mm. pale skin. And, like, you know, I have, like, these golden freckles and whatnot. And, yeah, so, like, people assume that I am white. And, like, it sort of gives me this, quote-unquote, white privilege. And I think that is quite unfair because, like, I it just shows how our society is open and like it our society just respects people who look caucasian over people who are of more like different like these ethnic minorities because like i've been treated like if you ask me uh i talked about this i think in my first episode where i talked about black lives matter and i was like i relate to this so much just because like i have experienced white privilege myself is that when i am not wearing traditional outfits or like when i'm just like for example, in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, and I just go out with my hair, like, up in a ponytail, people respect me, or, like, people would talk to me, or people would, like, like, you know, people accept me more than when I am, like, with my family, or when I'm, like, wearing the abaya, like, if you, like, you can see, like, in my profile picture right now, I'm wearing Mm -hmm. a traditional outfit, Mm -hmm. and this was taken to buy, and then, like, if I'm wearing things like this people usually tend to discriminate more like people would not be as willing to come up to me to talk to me and um it's not only about that it's like when you go into a shop I do not know if it's about only Hong Kong but like um 
a lot of like the sales assistant will keep like telling you around like as if you're going to steal something and it mm. only happens when i am in like an abaya or in a hijab or when i'm with my mom who or like who wears the abaya and hijab like permanently whereas i just wear it whenever the hell i want and that's usually like very rarely but then uh so like when i am not wearing the hijab when i'm like in this western attire i am nobody would follow me around people would give me excellent service what not but then and especially when i speak cantonese people would just respect me even more but then mm-hmm. when i'm in a baya it's sort of like a different case like i don't really do the hijab even when i wear the baya i just do not really like covering my hair i'm so sorry mom but like i just don't mm-hmm. uh, and people just don't really accept that thing like i do see some sort of like racism there yeah cuz i think also it's very different for a lot of people um i think you're lucky because you know cantonese right yeah i do yeah um it happens to some of the people that i've known that um they're born here they basically are born in hong kong personally a hong kong person but somehow because of how they look and also at the same time they might not have been educated through cantonese or through the language so they probably only know english by themselves and they've told me like you know my friends purposely don't say english to me and purposely just said uh cantonese in front of me and just to like make sure i don't understand anything Um I'm not sure if you've like you probably won't have been through because you definitely like understand what they would be talking about but what have you experienced like you know people in your face and like think that talk you don't know shit how- about me yeah in Cantonese yeah they mm-hmm. do they talk crap about me in front of my face because they think I do not know how to speak Cantonese and it's not only happened with friends it happens with strangers and you know what I do I pull out my phone and I pretend to call my friend and speak <laughs> Cantonese to her. Yeah, like that... I literally do that. Okay, so like I'll just call my friend. I'll call usually the same person and I'll oh hey, did you do the school project? Like I know the Chinese is so hard and I'll pretend that I do DSE Chinese and what not. So uh-huh. like my Chinese is really good. So like uh-huh. yeah, and people would get embarrassed, but I'm just like I I just feel like just because you think i cannot speak your language doesn't really give you the right to like crap about me but i only pull out my phone after i know that they're done like like you know spitting crap about uh... me and then i t- so like i hear everything they say and they can like go full on out cuz it's not going to stick to me it doesn't bother me honestly not at all not like not a bit but i just really like you know seeing the reaction on people's faces like you can speak cantonese rip i'm out of the train like i'm out That's that's exactly survival skill for ethnic minority 101 just you know uh just don't care about how people think because I'm actually honestly um of course in Hong Kong I'm not ethnic minority but um as people might know I study abroad in UK and my experience there um it's pretty you know pretty strong as in um different parts of UK because while you're there you're the only one who's like asian and in many cases that you know the experience was uh my uni that area is kind of like a smaller part of 
UK. So, you know, it's not like London. You know, London is very diverse. There's so many different people from so many different countries. So they don't feel uncomfortable when they all of a sudden see another person of another race. But because my area and a few other places from like, the you know coastal areas they're mostly like all um older generations of white people or like um just in a tent they don't always see um other races i don't blame them but you know the funny event that happened to me and my friends were like we're one time we were like shopping in the supermarket and you know we have these rolls of like tissue paper and we didn't want to put on the roller you know how like they have the uh-huh. rollers that move to the front and then we didn't want to put it there so we hold it on to our hands there's nothing wrong right we're just lining up to pay and stuff and then this random guy behind us just went like said some like really nasty things to us and then we're like what <laughs> you know it's just like we didn't even do anything wrong but they just be like, oh, I just don't want you to, like, in my face. And also, like, not exactly, uh, you know, like, these kind of nasty stuff that they talk, but I, I'm not sure about you while you, like, might be studying. Um, you haven't entered, like, university yet, but while I was, like, in UK during university, um, we have, like, these classes, like, tutorial classes, and, like, mm-hmm. we have these um, Western, like, students, and then they were, like, Oh, the professor would be like, oh, um, does anyone know the answer to um, this question? And you know, Hong Kong students tend to just like curdle in a bundle together and then just be like playing on our phones. And like, we, we're not like active repliers to questions unless we are like yeah. really confident in, in answering it. And then that like these Western students just be like raising their hands purposely and then be like, you know, you can see the proudness in their faces and be like, um, I think I know the answer. And then I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you know? I don't care yeah. if you know the answer or not. So mm. that's kind of like my little experience of like in UK that I experienced like this little bit of discrimination um hopefully it's not uh, it's not that aggressive but i'm not sure if you know cases like in um the worst case that i've heard is actual abuse um because physical abuse yeah that happened in our our city um there was this um I, I don't even know if he's Chinese or just one one Asian guy. I don't know where he's from. Um, but um, basically, he he was on the street. That You know how coronavirus started? And then so, um, because at the very start of that time, it was such a peak moment of um, the source because every um, there was like rumors spreading and then everything. And then they were like, oh, it's, it's um, from China. But then, you know, Asian people, they think they all look the same, right? You could be Korean and then they come up to you and be like, oh, are you from China? Like that? Yeah, exactly. I understand. And I was I was like, oh, what, wait, what? And then I think this Asian guy was just walking on the street that one night. And then all of a sudden he got beaten up by like five or six guys. And then he was beaten up so so badly. He was basically laying on the street, and nobody like 
not a single person like cared for him and then there was a bunch of like western girls that finished like clubbing and then went past him and then he was already like you know just very injured and um these western girls just looked at him and just walked away what the heck yeah and um he was the one who actually posted this whole event um on our um exeter uni's like facebook group and it just spread through the asian community and um in in um, exeter and you know actually ours um our uni um exeter is just very very bad in dealing with um discrimination and racial especially racial discrimination because um there were even like reports of like professors that does racial discrimination and i'm like what the heck like you're a professor you're like well educated how come you would never know about like this kind of stuff and so there has been a lot of objection i'm hopefully that guy was okay because i know it's like one of my friend's friend i don't exactly know him but i think he was in hospital for like three weeks or something that's very long yeah because i think he was very aggressively beaten for him yeah but as in a way of course in hong kong at the moment um we haven't really seen cases like that but if you dive like dive deep with like people who are in the community there might be hearing a lot of like stuff that like oh i you know i like i haven't physically been beaten but like i've been verbally abused in many kinds of way like have you heard like do you have friends from like ethnic minor like those like ethnic minorities in hong kong has like experience of that not really really no because for me is that i have uh i live i live no sorry i studied at mcs for very long and like the friends that i had in primary school i sort of lost contact with them and like mm-hmm. in mcs uh there's not really much ethnic minorities like there's like literally just one or two people mm-hmm. yeah like literally you can count them by hands like I- i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure 10 fingers it's just those 10 fingers mm-hmm. so i don't really know much about like their experience with uh discrimination but i know for a fact like uh our moderator for debate she discriminated against me and sarah i don't know if you remember sarah but like yeah. uh she uh is my debate partner she was my debate partner since form one and uh she uh, uh that moderator uh her name starts with J. She had always discriminated against us. She was, it was very obvious that she was discriminating against us because of our race, because like uh, whatever other people did wrong, she would just blame it on the two of us. Like instead of like blaming on the person that actually did the wrong thing. And like, even though we were just kids, like we were just in form two, form three. And um, I already felt like very obviously that this tension between me and her and like us and her because like she very obviously didn't really appreciate us and didn't really you know respect us I do not know for what reason but it was very very obvious but then like if you ask me about like physically being beaten up I've never really experienced that ever except think, for like bullying at school but like that was a different thing yeah but I think 
exactly because talking about ethnic minority and also talking about race on an overall um it's a little bit sensitive um to to you know sometimes talk about our personal like feelings and stuff but um sometimes as i said you know survival skills for this podcast is basically how we kind of like deal with um people thinking you know thinking about us what what they think about us but sometimes often in the case i think um i've said in past podcasts before you know people always pre-assume that we're one like some type of person or pre-assume with all those kind of like how do you say you know how, how do you how do you say like they pre-assume us to be a certain type of person so in in many cases how we deal with it is to think think of ourselves in different perspectives what what would you like if if you got friends who had you know these kind of experience like as a ethnic minority in a place okay for example not not even in hong kong maybe somewhere else in other parts of the world because this happens everywhere in the world but like what what kind of like advice would you give them like or what kind of like survival skills would you give them i think for in my opinion it will be to like not let what other people thing take you down like there are going to be people on this planet who are going to discriminate against you and it's a fact like they're uh, unless until you're like i don't honestly people hate uh bill gates as well so like i don't know what exception i make so obviously they're going to be people what am i saying they're obviously going to be people on this planet who are going to respect you and who are not going to respect you but at the same time i feel like if you're in an if you are in an environment that obviously poses a threat to you or like you do not really feel safe in my opinion i would come out of it like for example if i'm living in a district or if i'm studying at a school that clearly is discriminatory against me and if i can know nothing about changing the system i would just leave because some people just cannot change so i would for me i think prioritizing safety is first like if you feel unsafe just leave the place like nobody's gonna like you know um say anything about you being weak or anything in my opinion you'll be strong because you're making the right choice like at the end of the day your safety is more important than what other people think and like if you feel like you're not safe at the place and if you feel like you will be better off at another place where discrimination would not exist and if it even even if it does exist it wouldn't really affect you i think you should go there because like for me as an ethnic minority and as a muslim i feel like uh it's uh, inevitable that i'll face discrimination at any place mm-hmm. i go but not mm-hmm. everybody's going to discriminate against me because like not everybody is an uncultured swine so like i don't really for me i don't really you know take it too much in my you mm-hmm. know take it way too personally because like i want to do i want to do like podcasting to a larger scale like reaching a more larger audience and i want to do youtube and i want to do writing so i ca- i kind of want to be in the public eye so like for me i've already mentally prepared myself for any hate so what i advise people is that like if you're going to go to a new environment you have to be ready that not everybody would be able to you know would be ready to accept you and it's your body and your soul would not be ready to accept the environment as well so it's going to take time but my advice is do not give up but yet at the same time if you do not feel safe just get out of there 
Yeah, that is that's a great point. Yeah, exactly what I felt as well because, you know, often in many cases when you face these kind of stuff, you actually just have to get mentally ready for it because there's always people in this world that just have all kinds of bad thoughts and negative thoughts and just devilish ideas to just mess up our lives or mess up what we're hopefully going to do. And of course, in many cases, as you said, um, when we do kind of like podcasting or anything that, you know, is out in the public eye, there's always going to be people who think you're a person think you're a type of person but in many cases you know you might be shaping even somebody who have been shaping their their looks for 10 years 20 years there's still going to be one split moment that people find a weakness in them and be like oh oh it's like 20 years ago she she or he or whoever said something like this and then oh plus when you're at an ethnic minority in a certain community they'll be like oh this is all magnified in like a hundred times and when you kind of face in that kind of experience um as you've said most important is to step out of it and you know don't don't fall yourself into the toxic area and you know find find something you love to do right we found what we love to do um, yeah, we, we do podcasting and through podcasting, we spread positive image or we spread something that we just like to do and just don't care about how other people think, you know, good advice comes to you in a good way, but bad advice comes to you also in the same type of way. But when you know how to filter them off and filter you know the right kind of advice because sometimes people would be like oh i'm giving you advice this is good advice and then like that but then turns out it's actually just you know slab like slabbering a lot of negativity onto you and when Mm -hmm. you know how to like filter that off that's great like great way to survive in a community that might have negative thoughts about you that's what I think yeah I I do agree with you on all grounds actually <laughs> like I, I feel like uh people who have not experienced discrimination cannot really understand mm-hmm. why people who have experienced it feel like it is very frustrating like people do not understand like there is something called passive aggressive discrimination mm, like yeah. passive discrimination yeah. and it is like for example people not wanting to sit with you or people uh, not wanting to talk to you or people who just wouldn't want to approach you or whatever because of the color of your skin or because where you're from or because like the way you look and it really happens like you don't have to just straight up say to somebody's face like oh my god you're like this 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 like because you're from this place something like that it I feel like discrimination comes in so many forms that Mm. at some point like each and every form is just equally as worse as the other. Like mm. for me, when I was younger, uh, there used to be people in our lifts when I used to live, like at the uh, before I moved out of that place. I, I lived there for like there for 15 years. Yeah, and then there used to be people when I was like younger, like six, seven years old, uh, they would cover their nose, they would cover their mouth when we were in the lift because they 
I don't know why. Maybe they felt like we st- we were stinky or whatever, but like we didn't stink oh, they, at all. They, like, they, I don't know. I have no idea. But like maybe the uh, curry flavor or whatever. Uh, I don't know. But for me, we were just like we don't even uh, eat curry every night. We usually eat rice. You know? Like uh, honestly, if you ask me, we eat more Chinese cuisine than the Chinese people themselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, like literally, like we eat a lot of Chinese food, and I. Uh, cook Chinese food much better than I'll cook any curry. In fact, I do not know how to cook curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do feel this like passive discrimination like and people do not really consider this as discrimination because like it's sort of is like, oh my god they're not saying anything to you, just ignore them you know, but like it's so obvious that they're being discriminatory and it just disturbs you. And yeah, because it happens it's in like Hong in Kong. their because it's like in their minds already because we're all like you know, input in their minds and think like, oh, this person looks like this and this person's going to do this kind of stuff. Um, this person's going to eat this type of food only. That's kind of yeah. how racism and discrimination all starts with just one thing. You know, I think they do it like that. I think they are like that. Yeah, but then like, honestly who are you to judge what I'm going to eat and like whatever I eat shouldn't really be you know a uh concern to you shouldn't really be I mean I can eat whatever I want and it shouldn't make me a worse person or any more any inferior than you are you know that's what I agree to and um overall I think at the end of everything um the most important is, you know, people who are in the situation like we were um, in the uh, situation of discrimination. If you ever gone through that period of time, just you know, just ignore them because there's always some kind of pre pre assumption on you. But as long as you think as yourself, like you know that you didn't do that, or you know you didn't like you didn't do anything wrong then that's enough. Um, but of course, those people who have been, you know, doing any discrimination in any type of way, you could be just walking on the street and you saw someone of another race and you decided to walk across the street. That's already, you know, silently, you're already doing something that's discriminating and doing something that's racism and stuff like that and so we're not trying to like force you guys to like accept an ethnic minority if you don't feel comfortable in befriending any one of that or 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 trying to merge into one society nobody like stress you on being like that but it's just that in our point of view or in any way we're just advising like sometimes you think you might not be doing anything that's related to this kind of stuff but at the end you're actually passively or silently doing something that's related to that and you don't know it yourself because you think like oh already in my blood or already in my brain that you know this is right to do and so yeah it's a it's a little serious topic you know to talk about but I I yeah you know, but I feel like it's good when we kind of said this type of stuff out and it might relate to people, it might not relate to people, but I think as long as there's like a platform that at least, you know, somebody can relate to it or actually understand what we think or understand in different perspectives, that's 
you know more important right so yeah uh, like i agree with what you just said earlier where like you were like don't have to be friends with them but at least just don't discriminate against them you know like yeah. don't talk to them just like but just don't make it so obvious that makes them uncomfortable like mm-hmm. i understand that you might be uncomfortable i don't know what sort of mind you have that you're uncomfortable just because they're of a different race they're also of the honestly we're all of one race and that's the human race honestly like that's it okay just mm-hmm. put a period at that but mm-hmm. then really have some problem in your brain and if you really cannot accept somebody then um i would advise you to just keep it to yourself because like even though you might feel uncomfortable your actions might make other people feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and just put yourself in that in that situation i would be quite it's quite hypocritical mm-hmm. just be yeah. responsible responsible to your own actions that's that's what you actually have to do at the end yeah you know yeah. just be responsible if you ever do something that's related to that you should know at a point of time that you have to take responsibility for what you did because eventually someone's going to know that you've done something like that and you know of course in different as i always said in all my podcasts this is all personal experience and personal opinions and we can't be re- representing to all the people who are in ethnic minority we have different experience as well so um at the end it's just how you feel throughout their experience and how you, you know walk out of that experience so um It's a little shorter podcast this time, but <laughs> we, we I think we both are a little bit like exhausted from talking because our last like you guys should check out Maria's podcast and check out our podcast. Um, our it it should be coming out like soon. tomorrow on the fourteenth. Yes, 14th of July. Uh, um, but anyways, you guys should go to Maria's channel. I'm also going to link her all her stuff down in the area that people would see. <laughs> but I'll link her podcast there. And you should hear us, you know, rant a little bit about all kinds of different stuff. Anyways, um, today's podcast, of course, as you know I, i try to not be too serious sometimes but i hope you still like you know get something throughout this podcast and kind of like know different perspectives that's always what i think about you know no different perspectives of different people and um you know hope you like this little podcast that we did and thank you maria for coming on the podcast no problem no problem at all and, i know, enjoyed it a lot <laughs> and also like at least you're, you're confident in talking about your situation and sometimes people might feel like oh i'm i'm a little scared to tell people about my feelings and stuff but i'm mm-hmm. very glad support her she's very talented and she has like youtube channel podcasting and all kinds of different amazing stuff and amazing ideas so give her a shout out uh give her some support and we'll see you next time on another episode hopefully a little less serious but hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you another time